Hello and welcome to Right Here, Right Now with Lacey J. Dalton. On today's podcast, we'll cover her brand new single, Scarecrow. And now, Lacey J. Dalton, right here, right now. Everybody, this is Lacey J. Dalton, and I have a new single out, and it is called Scarecrow, and it is so different that I, I hesitate to put it in any category of any music, but I tell you what, I've been having the most wonderful experience at shows. I was up in Washington, I played to a Western audience, and got a, a standing ovation in the middle of the show for this song, Scarecrow, which totally blew my mind, because the people had never heard it before. And then I was in a casino, and I played it to a, a very varied audience, the young and old, and I got a standing ovation in the middle of the show, and it's happened five or six times. It's very different. I call it extraterrestrial. You have to have a listen. Go to Spotify and listen to Lacey J. Dalton, Scarecrow. And I'm just hoping I'll outlast this crazy waste in pain. You're not going to believe this, folks, but I was actually, everybody thinks I'm from Texas. I don't know why that is, but I was actually born in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania. When I was 21 years old, I ran off from my country music family with a rock and roll guitar player. We went out to the West Coast and formed a psychedelic rock and roll band. Without you, without you. I have been so blessed in this long career of mine. I have worked with some of my greatest heroes. I am so, so thrilled. I, I, what brought me back to country music, I, I took a vacation from it and went to folk music and psychedelic rock and roll and played a lot of different kinds of music. What brought me back were the outlaws. And those outlaws were the people that I got to play with predominantly uh, for longer periods of time than anyone else. I did play with many, many acts, but uh, for a very long period of time with folks like Willie Nelson and, uh, for over a year, and Merle Haggard for over a year, and for Hank Jr. for those big Southern rock and roll audiences for over a year. This was an unusual thing for a woman at that time. I got to play with people like Chris Christopherson and Johnny Cash. These were her people with their outlaw country music who brought me back to country music. I was glad to be there. Without the current project, the Scarecrow EP, did come together through the grace of God. My dear friend of 50 years called me up and said, I, you have to meet this friend of mine, Ira Inber. You have to meet him. He's absolutely great. You know, he produced Bob Dylan and had Bob Dylan's band, and he played with all these famous people, and he still does, and he's just the most wonderful spiritual person you'll ever meet. I wanted to come up and hear you and hear your music and see if he'd like to work with you. So she bought him a plane ticket to come see me, and he heard me, and he loved what he heard and I loved him and Ira put together the most incredible band he had uh, some of the A-team from Los Angeles he brought into the studio and, and really cut all kinds of corners so that we could afford to do the EP and it was really one of the most blessed and wonderful projects and I have to thank my friend Barry and her husband Steve Crane for putting me together with these wonderful people this project never would have happened without them. I hope that people will find themselves in this EP. I know a lot of people have been through 
the same kinds of, of experience, life experiences I've been in. My whole career has been, you can make it. I've had songs like Hard Times and I'm a Survivor. And the whole reason that I do music is uh, that I started out uh, very early having some very hard challenges. My husband, uh, my son's father broke his neck and was became a quadriplegic, was totally paralyzed from the neck down. I was about 24 when it happened and maybe 25. And I found out a week after he had broken his neck that he could never have any more children and that I was going to have a baby. So I started out that way. And I started out with a lot of challenges earlier than that in my life. And why I wanted to do music was I wanted to say, you can have these challenges. And you don't grow strong spiritual muscles without having these challenges. So if you don't have difficulty, you're never going to grow. If you don't make mistakes, you're never going to grow. You're never going to learn anything by everything going along smoothly and being happy and perfect. Where you're going to learn things are from the hard times. And my message is, yes, you can get through this. Yes, you can survive. You're really... I don't think do it by yourself. You have to kind of believe in what I like to call all that is or a higher power or the doorknob or if I don't care what you call it. But it, it is all that is and it will lift you out of the darkness. Hey, I really appreciate this, Lacey J. Dalton. I want to thank you again for checking me out and uh, please keep listening here for more of my songs in the future. There's more coming. Without you. Hi everybody, I'm Lacey J. Dalton. I'm here with my manager, Leslie Adams, and we are attempting to do a podcast. Uh, this is our first attempt. <laughs> You'll have to let us know uh, if it works for you or not. And when we want to talk, we, I want to talk about. And, well, I get to talk some too. So all right, okay. we'll both talk. We'll both talk. It'll but be we good. both want It'll to be talk. Thing. <laughs> but don't we both want to talk about scarecrow? We do want to talk about scarecrow. It's the <laughs> it's the thing at the top of the list, and the and what we're trying to work on the hardest and the most, and get out there for everybody. And I just you know I just totally believe in this song. This song uh, originated. I wrote it about twelve years ago, and I never could sing it till a couple of years. Uh, just a couple of years ago because it was about um, I had a kind of a long marriage it was about 20 years uh, with um, my business manager and um, I actually thought when we parted if we should part that he would um, give me the business or at least part of the business well he gave me the business <laughs> and and Scarecrow is uh, is a, it talks it addresses that Scarecrow is a song that uh, I swear it took a pound of flesh to write it because it was such a, I've never experienced a betrayal uh, like that. It was not just a betrayal of the heart. Um, it was also a betrayal, financial betrayal, and uh, just a complete repudiation of everything I thought that we had built over many, many years. Yeah. And uh, I very much loved my husband. Uh, very, I loved him very deeply. Um, I suppose I still love him. I certainly have forgiven him, and I hope that he is happy with the choices he made. But some of the choices he made were so painful. Yeah, and I never understand why, you know, when you have somebody that you love, for, especially for a long time, but even if it's not, I don't understand the need to destroy them when you decided to move on. That, that's one piece that just doesn't ever make sense to me. But apparently there are people that feel that way or that do that. I don't know. They, it, when, I, when I think about it, when I really think deeply about it, I think that um, there maybe have been some jealousy involved. Oh, okay. And I think well, you, when, find, you have that a lot. So well, I, I, I ha I've had it. Yeah. I don't know that I have it a lot, but I've had it in my life because and, and it, I don't believe it was jealousy about 
uh, the career or who I was in the career. But he had no he had no illusions about that. He knew exactly where we were. Right. And I've had rather a rocky career because I uh, I'll never forget my first producer, Billy Sherrill, the great Billy Sherrill, who. Uh, developed George Jones and Tammy Wynette and Tanya Tucker and was Ray Charles, the producer, almost to the end of his life. You know, Charlie Rich, David Allen Coe. Uh, there were so many uh, wonderful artists that, um, that Billy worked with, and Billy was a very wise and wonderful man, and I was very fortunate to have him as my first producer. But he told me, he said, you're going to have a hard time. He said, because you care about what you're singing about. You have to believe what you're singing. You can't just sing something off the shelf just because, just to make a record kind you of You can't, you, you're not going to do that. Yeah, you're He's, not like that, I agree. With he that. said, you're going to need to believe what you're singing and you're also not going to settle for a lyric that doesn't please you. Right. And he said, you also have a message. Right. No, that's true. That's definitely true. That's certainly in this song you do. And he said, when you have a message and when you have something to talk about, he said, it always takes people like you a lot longer. He said, be prepared because it's going to be harder for you. Hmm. And he said, but I'm going to tell you something. Don't you ever let them tell you that you can't write. That's right. He said, I signed you because of your voice. But, and he said, and I loved your voice. It was different. It was unusual. Right. And he said, but over and above your voice, I signed you because of what you were writing. Huh, well, that's cool. And don't you ever forget it. And I got, right before he died, uh, we had a long talk uh -huh. um, on the telephone, and I got to tell him how grateful I was for just that thing that he said to me because yeah. I had such long periods of drought when I couldn't find anyone to believe in me, and I couldn't, right. I just couldn't. Uh, I didn't have the money to do the things I needed to do, and I didn't have good agents, and I had inexperienced people um, around me. I, I don't think I had a, a actually a good enough education. You really actually need a pretty good education um, most of the time. I think I was probably the last generation that didn't go to music college and and really know how the business worked. Okay. Yeah, you well, know, but that's I, why you have business managers, right? Because it's to try to fill that hole. If you don't have that background yourself, that's sort of the purpose of that. But if you don't, if you don't have, have that right background one, yourself, you don't know what you're looking for. Well, that's true. And you and don't know if they're doing it right or if they're taking advantage of you or whatever. It, you learn, you know, it's a school of hard knocks. Yes. And I, in a way, I'm kind of glad that in, in some ways it happened to me. I, I have always been a very trusting person. And I have... Uh, learned that I will always be a very trusting person, mm -hmm. although a lot of times it doesn't work. Yeah. A lot of times you trust people. And in this particular case, in this marriage, I trusted my husband completely. Right. And um, he was a very, very talented person. He was a very hard worker. He's a wonderful uh, sound engineer. But I, the only thing that I can think that might have driven a wedge between us other than working together 24-7 for 20 years, <laughs> which could probably irritate anybody. Just even doing my vocal exercises could drive someone away. I used bad. to try to lock myself in the bathroom so nobody would have to I've hear, seen you go out and sit in the car. Yeah. Horror, it's horrible. Yeah. And I really tried not to inflict them on people, but that alone could break up a marriage. And and I'm I'm sure I'm a I'm kind of a high strung person. I know I'm probably not the easiest person to get along with. But 
uh, I really, I, I, in, in retrospect, I think he was not so much jealous of me um, because of the career. He was jealous of me because I love people and I get along with people. I uh, have a spiritual belief that, that that part of us which activates us, that part of us which is spirit, mm-hmm. is, is uh, what many people call God. Right. And that it's the same in all of us. And we can't really lie to each other. And we are all one. There is one great spirit in all that is, in right. every universe, in every plane of existence. And that is a conscious uh, spirit. And that spirit is also um, very personal. It, you're one, it, you, there's nothing, if you figured in the beginning there's only God, what do you make anything else out of? <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. what, you know, what is there to create anything? Yeah. So every part of us, every cell of us is one with all that is. Right. The stars and the universes and the earth itself and the elements. So, and, and we are all made up of this stardust, and right. we are all 100% made up of a conscious light, which I call spirit. Yeah. And I still like the, the story about that we're just all God playing a game with himself. I, I love that. I love that analogy. That's just kind of a, the picture, the visual for that is kind of cool. Well, that's a, that a Hindu belief. They believe that we are all God playing a game with yeah, himself. I think that's cool. And uh, I think that is probably pretty much what I believe. Yeah. I believe that uh, if we go down to the bottom of our conscience, our, where our conscience mm-hmm. is, and we know what right or wrong is, and some people I think are actually not born with that ability. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people like serial killers, they probably are just wired wrong. Okay. And don't, you know, there are people who have, I would call it karma. Right. Uh, they have uh, certain challenges that they uh, experience in any one lifetime, and I do believe we don't do this just once. Right. Um, but uh, I think that I, because I have that belief, and because I think that everyone I'm talking to has that spirit mm-hmm. within them, the same spirit that is within me and right. within the dog who's walking in here making toenail noises hey, on the. Hey, Carl, how you doing? Oh yeah, there they are, Carl and Bit. Podcast, Carl and Bit. Hey, you guys need your nails cut. You know that? Somebody needs to tell your mother. They can't. Your nails. They can't sneak up on anybody. <laughs> well, and they're small either. <laughs> well, there's aren't they? that. There is that. Between I think the... Carl must weigh about 103 pounds now. Well, his head's the size of a cement block, so he that's is. probably he's, about he's, right. Uh, about but half... he's a good boy. <laughs> he's he's a, oh, he's a great boy. He's and uh, Bip is beautiful. Half pit bull, and he's half. Uh, well, we like Mast. to say. We like to say. Uh, Half lab, half mastiff. Is that what we say? <laughs> we say that, but in fact, yes. he is half a pit bull. And, and Bip-Bip, who is now 12 and a half. Oh, she's getting up there. Bip-Bip is um, a Britney Spaniel, yeah. but a rather large Britney Spaniel. Well, she's not as large as she used to be. She's, uh, I think she probably, weighs about, she probably weighs about 50, 60 probably. pounds. She's probably true. And she's, a, she's larger. A lot of Britney Spaniels are very light small dogs mm-hmm. between 25 and 35 pounds. I've had three of them 
and I really love them. Yeah. I love dogs. Dogs are the best people on earth. <laughs> yes, they do. And in the words of the great Palomino, people pretty much suck. <laughs> we you know, have, cats aren't bad either. You we know, they, are, cats although, are great. Although, you you know, cats have staff, as you as you pointed out to me before. Yes, they have staff. And we do have a new, uh, we actually have a new... Um, a new saying. Uh, no, oh. a, a new uh, a mascot. A new mascot. Yeah, our friend Scott Good out in uh, Grable, Wyoming, has this cat. And this cat's like a thousand years old. I think she's 17, so that's a thousand cat years though. <laughs> she's pretty, pretty old. And her back is in a permanent sort of hunch, and then her tummy kind of hangs down in a blob underneath that. She's completely arthritic. Uh, yeah, totally arthritic. Missing a bunch of teeth. <laughs> her eyes are crooked. One doesn't open all the way. <laughs> is that so? I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. Uh, anyway. And then the shaving. You know, he shaved her all he except for her head her. and that little puff on the end of her tail, which is probably humiliating for a cat. My, I've had a cat that was like that before. that hid under the bed for three days because she was embarrassed about a, a little cooch, puff on the cooch tail. doesn't seem to be... Well, she's probably gotten used to it at this point. Cooch does not seem to be... I don't think she cares. Upset <laughs> at all. As a matter of fact, when Cujo was a baby, she was so vicious. She was like some kind of feral mess. Uh, they have a... Scott Good and his dad, John, were sitting on this couch, and the couch is like 30 feet long. It's in a big, big U. Yeah, yeah. It's in a kind of a big... Well, sort of hell. Yeah. And uh, they tell a story of Cujo, the cat, as a young cat, stealthily crawling all 30 feet, very stealthily crawling along, and then biting his John, <laughs> Scott's dad, biting and scratching it, and then just taking it off. <laughs> she so, was a terror. She was a terror, and they called her Cujo. Well, now she is like totally sweet. Even, even her meow is kind of broken. It is. <laughs> It doesn't come out like a it cat. It doesn't sound like, like a, a cat. cat. But anyway, we are we now have a new mascot, and Cujo is our mascot. And we when we come off a tour and we feel like I did the last time we came off the seventeen days we were out, I I said, you know, I feel totally Cujo. <laughs> well, at least at least part of that seventeen days we got to find that so we now can explain it to each other and know what we're talking about. Yeah, and you people know what what, yeah, what exactly. being Cujo is, and I tell you, it's gonna be it's feel gonna free catch to use, on. Feel free to use it. You know, at will if you as, if you get the picture of it. Uh, uh, now wait, I gotta tell you, I gotta okay. ask something. I don't know from podcasts because you know I'm a techno peasant. Yes. So can you have pictures on a podcast? Not on the podcast, although I no. think we could probably put something up for where they click on it. So I will. Uh, Make sure that that happens. The wedge with the web page, and and actually we have this new now term of being cujoed, and I feel like you should all need to see what she looks like. Although <laughs> we have she to find takes... a picture that actually shows that, though the pictures Scott sent are actually too nice of her. They don't show. Well, she just all looks her decrepitness. He looks very decrepit. <laughs> this cat is a wreck. It is. It's a, it's a train wreck. She is it a wreck. When she walks uh, down the down the uh, on the floor, she kind of goes. <laughs> with her front paws which turn funny. in and uh, and the back is completely hunched and she is I spent so much time with her every morning when I had coffee at Scott's house this cat would come up and uh, go ah 
So I knew that she wanted me to pick her up. That was Meow and Cujo. Yes. And I would pick her up and I would have my coffee and she'd be curled up purring beside oh. me during the whole time I was having coffee. But anyway, new mascots. So we not only have new songs and stuff out, but we have this new mascot. Uh, how did we, we digress? And we you know, that's what's that's gonna okay. happen. That because the, our podcast. We were actually talking about everybody being one with God and then we got into Cujo somehow and it was a long trip, but you know, it, it worked. You it's know, okay. I don't know how we go where we go, but we're there we're anyhow. There, there, so. we there we are. So here we are, and uh, uh, I think that actually we were talking about Scarecrow and my relationship uh, with my ex-husband, right. which caused me to write that song. Uh, and I, that was a relationship where I, I really, I think I might have thought that I was the only person who ever suffered that That's, that's not deeply. a hard thing to feel that way. Well, I, mean, I can't talk about a pity party. Well, but, well, I mean, I was so devastated that I had to pray and I had to say, you know, I'm not going to do myself in because I have kids and I'm not going to and friends and I'm not going to do that to them. Mm-hmm. But spirit, if you do not intercede for me, I cannot eat. Food tastes like clay. I cannot sleep. I cannot function. I am unable to. I'm unable to be of any use in this world. Yeah. You have to help me with this pain. I can't, I, I really didn't think I could go on. Well, I remember when I first met you and you talked about that you felt like you had a hole through your chest and the wind could blow through there. And it took a long, long time for you to get that hole closed back up. Well, I think most people get over things like this. I don't know if I'm just like insane or something, <laughs> but uh, I, I, most people get over things pretty quickly and they seem to recover other people may some people never get over some things but it took me a long time of having that wind whistling through that hole in my chest but when I prayed about it when I asked spirit I said I was on an airplane coming uh coming back to Reno from doing a show and I thought I cannot be of any use in this world I said you either Lord you either need to take me or you need to help me with this pain. Yeah. You need to help me because I can't right. do this. And it's the first time in my life a prayer ever got answered in like 10 minutes. I was sitting on this plane and there was a lifting of this, huh. of this, uh, the burden and the, the pain. Yeah. And it didn't go away. Right. It, it didn't go away for many years after that. But it was, I could. But it eased. I could bear it. Yeah. I could bear it. And it was sometime during the time that after that initial just complete shock and disbelief right. and the terrible betrayal of, uh, which really, I think what really was awful was I wanted to be friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Well, of course, you cared about that person for how many years? You, I, wanted, you don't want, they've been a big part of your life. I don't, I have a hard time when you just, that, it just goes away. I don't understand why that needs to be that. It's way. just like a faucet turned on yeah. off in him. Yeah. It just like it turned it off wow. and gave it to another person. Well, you know and, what? In our next podcast, let's talk about the the song itself and the work that we're doing on that, and get everybody up to date on where we are with it. How does that sound? Uh, we are. That is really great. But that's where the that's where the song came from, and we'll talk more about it next time. Sounds so tune good. in. All right. Bye, everyone. Join us next time on Right Here, Right Now with Lacey J. Dalton. For additional podcasts, 
visit us online at LaceyJDalton.live. Also, do you have Lacey's most recent Scarecrow t-shirt, Life's About Now hoodie, or phone case? If not, be sure to visit her store and click the link to explore brand new Lacey J. Dalton merchandise. Remember, Lacey always loves it when you share her podcast and links to her store on your social media platforms. We'll see you next time, and thanks so much for listening to Right Here, Right Now with Lacey J. Dalton.